Okay, I am actually going to do this. So, if you don't know already, my name is Thomas Land. Today is September 13th, 2022, um, and I am starting my podcast. From what I understand, uh, most podcasts or 99% of podcasts don't make it past like the fifth episode. So I guess right now my goal is just to make it past episode five. But as I was thinking about this podcast um, this past week, I've been listening to Alex Hermosi's podcast, The Game. And I've been just so impressed by the value that it's been bringing me. He is if you don't know, Alex Ramosi is this huge guy worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, incredible. He, uh, he owns acquisitions.com. So he's really an impressive character. But he started a podcast and it's called Gym Secrets, which he later changed the name to the game. And he kind of helps gym owners understand how to turn a real profit because a lot of gyms struggle. Uh, since then, he's obviously gone on to notice that the same principles he was applying in his gym infrastructure institution are the same principles that you can apply to any institution. Anyway, so it brought a lot of value to me. And when listening to his podcasts, he, keep the, he keeps them at about 10 minutes long each. So I loved that for the first two but once I found real value in the podcast, I wanted it to go a little bit longer. So my podcast lengths are going to be 20 minutes long each. I am very ADHD, but I'm sure that I will be able to stomach it. So why did I want to start this podcast? Well, I what made me pull the trigger was yesterday I set my first meeting ever and If you don't know what that means, it means that when you're in sales, right, you have to generate prospects, you have to create prospects. And so once you find prospects, you then have to follow up with those prospects and call on dog on them until you can finally try to turn them into clients. And that transition process uh, starts with you getting a hold of them and setting a meeting. And when you set a meeting, your chances of turning them into a client dramatically increase. And this is for commercial real estate. So uh, the process looks a little different than most salesmen, but it's still sales. I got my first meeting and I was just going out of my mind. I was excited. I mean, I couldn't even explain it to you. I was so excited. So uh, I wanted to capture that moment and that emotion and what I was thinking and give it to the world while it was still fresh on my mind. Obviously, this is the day after, so it doesn't exactly relate. But I wanted to, every week, create a recording of me kind of going through what I did that week. And it's just the highlights. I'm not going to tell you I woke up and eat cereal or something. I I don't even eat cereal. I don't eat breakfast at all. I'll get into that later. But uh, I'm not going to... doggy down with the details. I just want to give you the really important things that happen. And there are so many things that I do in my life on a daily basis that I notice is very rare. So if you can, if you can change that, if you can be rare, if you can be completely separate, I want to give you the tools to be able to accomplish that. 
And I didn't know how to do that when I was younger. I watched a lot of documentaries. I watched Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, every basketball player ever, every musician ever. You can possibly imagine I watched their documentary because I loved being able to see what it was like from being nothing to something because I wanted to be something when I was nothing. And uh, quite frankly, when, while I'm starting this podcast, I'm still nothing. But I know that's going to change. So I wanted to capture my journey so that y'all could see it. I also noticed that when someone achieves incredible success, they kind of are removed from normal life. And they don't really understand what it's like anymore. So I wanted to kind of address that. And I'm not pointing fingers or calling anybody out. But there's an incredible businessman named Grant Cardone. And he is extremely successful. I, in some ways, I look up to him. I don't idolize him in any way, but I'm impressed with everything that he's done in the business world. He once said on a podcast or on a video uh, interview that you can't live off of $100,000. You have to have at least a million dollars to even just be able to protect your family. And I think in like legal cases, that's completely true. Like you have to have a lot of money to protect yourself in legal cases. But when he said you can't even survive off of $100,000 a year, I was like, what is this guy? Where is he coming from? Right? Like I'm coming out of college. This is my first job out of college. This is my third week on the job. And I make $1,000 every two weeks. And my mind is blown. Right? I literally survived off of like probably $14,000 a year while I was in college. And that was including me paying my own rent and food. You know, that was me buying, paying for the cheapest apartment, working two jobs because it was minimum wage and it sucked. And it was uh, me in school at the same time. So I don't know what this guy is talking about, but I felt like, okay, Grant, like you're saying you can't live off $100,000. I don't even make $20,000 this year. And uh, what you're telling me does not apply. So I wanted to create a podcast that really applied to people, really met them where they're at. And I think that as this podcast continues on, you'll find my success might catch up to where you're at in life, or maybe you want to be where I'm at. And this first job out of college is a great place for you to start. I'll talk about getting a job as well. Uh, if, if that's something that I feel is interesting for people and maybe you're a high school student and you're trying to get your feet on the ground and you're not 23. So I want to address every stage in life and meet you where you're at while I'm giving this advice, while I'm here in this moment, before I get too far removed to really give you advice. So that's why I wanted to start this podcast. And the value that I want to bring is young people who are wanting to be hungry and they want to get out there, but there's kind of this fear that they might not be able to. I want to quench that fear. I want to just stomp it out and say, no, you can. You absolutely can be successful. If you want to be financially successful, that's not unbiblical. You're not being a bad person for wanting to be financially successful. You're going after your dreams and it's completely possible and that is awesome. Okay. I want to encourage and inspire the next generation or the current generation, but specifically the next generation and going after their dreams and ambitions. And if you need a roadmap to success, 
then I want to give you that roadmap. As a commercial real estate broker to a business owner and entrepreneur from the small little humble beginnings of Alice Springs, Australia and a family of 10, I want to show you that this roadmap works. So as you'll see, as this podcast continues on and you're able to hear the progression of my life, you'll notice that the road to success is hard, but it's doable. And you can do it as well. So I wanted to do that and I wanted to equip you with the knowledge necessary to succeed in my industry specifically and hopefully yours. But uh, I'm going to say everything in the context of my industry just so I don't feel like I'm lying to you. So that is the first 10 minutes of my podcast is kind of the why I wanted to do it, what value I brought, you know, and the need I felt like I was filling. And um, the next 10 minutes of my podcast is, is going to be my story. So my story is I was born, like I said, in Alice Springs, Australia. My dad was born in Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, excuse me. He grew up in Cote d'Ivoire. He was born just in a little Paris north of France, uh, just in a little city (laughs) north of Paris, which was basically a town back then, excuse me, in France. My mother was born in El Paso, Texas, uh, so right on the border. And he, while he was in Cote d'Ivoire, this is in Africa as he's growing up, he was reading a book with all the universities in it, and he just happened to open a page to this school called Texas A&M. And that flipping open would change his life because he sent in an application over mail. He got in. He flew to the States. He and my mom met in college. They had their first kid. Uh, In fact, they had three kids. And my dad, once he finished his master's, he went to Australia for a job opportunity. And that's when they had baby number four. And that is yours truly, Thomas Mitchell Land. I was born in uh, on July 10th of 1999 I was premature by uh, three weeks and I was 7.8 pounds Um, I so I was a pretty big baby for being so premature (laughs) and I still am a big baby no I'm just kidding but I uh, moved to the states with my family once they felt like uh, they wanted to be back home because Texas was now their home and they raised me in Richardson, Texas. I grew up being homeschooled with nine brothers and sisters, as it ended up being uh, six younger than me, as you can hear in the story, and three older than me. And I really got a, I remember my first, my first, like memory of being social, and you're going to hear me talk about being social a lot, because it's extremely, extremely important in life. I don't care what anyone tells you you have to be social you have to be personable and i remember my first experience being social um i was at the park and i wanted to play basketball and i was a very very quiet kid i was soft spoken i mumbled a lot my mom called me mumble munchkin and i wanted to play basketball with these guys and at the time i didn't really differentiate You know, I didn't have that instinct for what was safe and what was not. Uh, And that was incredible for my experience because uh, as like a little seven or six or seven year old kid, I 
walked up to this man and I still remember he had gold teeth except for his middle front tooth and it had a gold it had a, a star cut out of it and you could see the whiteness teeth kind of shining through the gold teeth that he had and it was really yellow uh, it wasn't really white shining through <laughs> but he had a he had a star in his in his gold teeth caps that he had on um and he had tattoos everywhere he had big dreadlocks and i thought uh i wanted to play basketball and this guy has a basketball so i walked up to him and his friends um guy probably looked about 35 and i literally just stood there because i didn't know you know how to ask really uh i guess i don't I don't know exactly what I was thinking, but I stood there and he said, do you want to play? And I was so excited because I was kind of dropping the hint that I wanted to play by standing right on the edge of the court, staring at him. Right. And I, I think I shook my head and he let me shoot. And when I shot, he was saying things. And I remember distinctly him saying, oh, you're dynamite. (laughs) And I don't know why I remember that specifically, but it was my first time being social, going out and engaging with the world without my mother, without anyone else, right? My mom was watching the other kids, I guess. And I was rewarded for it. And I remember doing it and him saying dynamite and I felt so good. And I think that because I was at such a young age being encouraged and having that affirmation for going out and just trying to be a part of the world was so huge for me. And you might not have had that experience, but it is incredibly important especially if you have kids uh to encourage that when they go out you reward them for it right because that set off a chain of events in my life where i ended up becoming friends with the mailman and i would go hang out with the mailman i ended up uh being willing to just say hi to people and i saw as i grew up more and more i noticed Um, Because I was homeschooled, because I didn't have a lot of people to directly engage with, I had to go out of my way, right? And I noticed that, I mean, well, I noticed a lot of things, but the one I want to highlight is that when I smiled at people, they would smile back. When I said hi, right, I would get a response. If I acted polite, right, and I didn't act like I was entitled, people would enjoy my presence and, and, and they would, you know, act polite in response. So I started picking up social cues and because of my absolute love for affirmation, you know, I'll eventually talk about love languages and words of affirmation is one of my highest ones, if not the highest. And because of my absolute love for affirmation, I was constantly trying to learn social skills, right? And if you have a love for affirmation, you probably resonate with this a little bit, but you can learn social skills and you probably learn them naturally if you have a love for words of affirmation. And if you don't have a love for words of affirmation, I just want to tell you right now, you're not weird. It's not that you're not social. Everybody's not social when they come out of the womb. The difference is, is that you'll have to make an effort in spite of the fact that you're not getting affirmation from people, you're going to have to make an effort to engage, to learn, to think, right? And you might not get a dopamine hit whenever you 
get a positive response from your words, but you're going to have to continue to learn anyway. And uh, it, a great example is my sister. She doesn't feel good when someone says, oh my gosh, you look so good today. So she grew up not dressing well, right? And I'll talk about dressing well in later podcasts, but she grew up not dressing well. And it would significantly hinder her ability to interact with people because people didn't want to interact with her because people who are um, a professor, for example, of a top tier university doesn't want to engage with someone wearing sweats and and a big t-shirt because they just didn't give a crap about coming to class today. They hate being here, right? And they may not hate being there, but that's what the information they're giving off. So my sister had to learn, right? Even though she didn't feel good when people said, hey, you look great today, she had to learn that her opportunities increased with their social skills. So that's what she did. So in my life, I continued this journey of social skills and and kind of picking up, you know, say this, do this. If somebody does this, respond this way. And it started to become secondhand knowledge for me. Like it started to become just instinct. And when it became instinct, people would say, you you just, when you come in the room, people just notice you, you know, people, you talk and people just listen. I mean, how you're, you're so good. You're so socially aware and stuff like this. And people think that I was just born this way and I wasn't right. It was fostered. It was learned. And so as I got older, I found that I had a knack for sales, right? I never made a sale in my life. Well, We'll get to that in a bit, but I I never made a real sale in my life. I never had a job that supported the sales role, but I thought I was great at sales because I was so socially aware and and it ended up being true, right? But I was looking for a job in, uh, as a real estate analyst because I had a mentor who, who kind of talked me through real estate and told me that if there's a better way to make money, then he would have been doing it, right? And he told me that uh, you want to be able to learn the ins and outs of real estate. So you need to just jump head first into the industry. That's, that's advice I would give to you if you're trying to learn something. But he encouraged me to do that. And I got one job for commercial real estate, I got one offer. And uh, I had seven other job offers right? Because I was so social because I got out there networked. We'll talk about that. But I got one offer and I took it. And now as of three weeks ago, I work for white box real estate and I could not be happier. Let me tell you, it is an incredible experience to fulfill what you're good at. And you can become good at anything, but once you become good at something, once you practice it and you get really good at it, it is an incredible experience to be able to fulfill that role. So I'm going to finish with that. We're at 19 minutes. This is my wrap up last minute section. If you want, you can follow my social medias. Uh, I'm sure that it's in a bunch of links and I don't know if I'm going to ever change my name, so I'm not even going to say it, (laughs) but Have an incredible day and I will see you next time where I'm going to talk a little bit about how I got my first meeting.